You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live here on the Real Presence Radio Network. We're so glad to be with you as we continue today's show. What a way to kick off a Monday morning than by listening to Real Presence Live, John. Indeed. And on a beautiful day. Wasn't that a beautiful weekend? Oh, my gosh. It was it was gorgeous. The pre-mosquito is probably one of my favorites. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the uh, state bird of North Dakota should be showing up pretty soon, I would guess. No, uh, but we thank you so much for staying with us over the break. We finished up a great conversation with Father William Slattery, chaplain of Shanley High School, about his role and just what it means to be authentic and, and how we live out our faith in an authentic way to reach the hearts of students. And I think they do that really well at Shanley High School. And so if you missed any of that interview, you want to catch it again, you want to listen to any of other any of our other great programming, you can visit realpresenceradio.com. You can listen live there, right there on the main page. You can also find the podcast, which will be up later today under Real Presence Live podcast. And then did you know we also have an app, the Real Presence Radio app? I really encourage you to check it out because no matter where you are, as long Mm -hmm. as you have cell service or as long as you have an internet connection, you can listen to live programming. You can also listen to the podcasts. So be sure to check out the Real Presence Live, excuse me, Real Presence Radio app. All right. Well, I'm really excited, John, about this next segment because I think even as Catholics, we can become so divided, right, to Republican versus Democrat or, you know, whatever you want to choose as party affiliation. And uh, sometimes I think we really lose sight of what does it mean to be Catholic, right? And so our next guest is Terry Schilling, and we're going to talk about getting beyond party lines and getting to a movement that truly matters. You know, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that the final battle over marriage or, or between heaven and hell will come over marriage and family. And I think we see that so clearly, John, in the attacks that we see on marriage and family. You name it, it's there. And so our next guest is really recognized that. I mean, he used to be in politics himself, um, but he saw a greater purpose, a greater movement that needed to happen. So, just want to go ahead and welcome in Terry Schilling to be on with us this morning. Good morning, Terry. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's so great to have you. Can you give us a little bit, uh, just a minute or so, background on you and uh, what brought you to helping create the American Principles Project? Yeah, so, look, I'm the eldest of 10 kids, uh, raised as a Catholic uh, by two really great parents who were self-sacrificing. I met my wife, Katie, in college, and we've got our own, you know, little, small, big family growing uh, with six kids of our own. Uh, And we were involved in politics for the longest time. I ran my dad's uh, congressional campaign in 2010, where we won uh, in a Democrat district with a pro-family pro-working class agenda. It was really a Catholic campaign that resonated with voters. Uh, But over the years, as I continued to be involved in public policy and politics, I noticed that there was a huge gap that wasn't being filled uh, in this country, and that was the political gap for families. 
when you look at Washington, D.C., every single group has a special interest arm. There's big pharma, there's big oil, big tobacco, big tech, but there was no big family uh, where, you know, politicians who pass laws that are hurting our families, corrupting the innocence of our children, or raising our taxes, uh, no one was being punished for that. And so what we did was we founded the big family um, as part of an American Principles Project to represent families in politics, campaigns, and elections to, to where we weren't loyal to just one party. We would hold both parties accountable for how they voted uh, when it came to our families and our children and protecting them. Um, and it's been a wild success. We've gotten over 14,000 uh, small-dollar donors since we've done this, uh, and we've made quite a few politicians pay a price. And uh, we just call balls and strikes as it pertains to whether or not politicians are protecting the family, and, and we're having a great time doing it. That is, um, that's, that's really, really amazing. It made me think that it, it kind of scratched my head. Going, you know, there isn't a big family um, pack. There's no political action for the family. But the one thing, Terry, can you speak to the fact that, you know, um, you know, there's the big tech, there's the big pharma, there's the big oil and so forth. But there are other lobbies in Washington that affect the families on a social basis, on a connectivity standpoint. Can you touch on those as well? Yeah, so there's, you know, the, the, the elephant in the room here is, you know, the abortion lobby and the LGBT movement, and even most specifically the transgender movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, but these are uh, interest groups who, over the le- every election year, they spend tens of millions of dollars. Planned Parenthood alone, which is the largest abortion uh, provider in the country, spends $60 million every election. And we, you know, we're, we have a research arm at America Principles Project called APP Foundation, and we looked at how much money all of these groups spent compared to the social conservatives or the, or the family movement. And, you know, Planned Parenthood spending $60 million, NARAL spending $30 million, uh, the Human Rights Campaign is spending around $50 million a year. That's the largest LGBT rights group uh, in the country. And those are just the top three. So you're already over $120 million. Uh, and it's just insane. Uh, and so you look at what the pro-family movement spends in politics, and it's three cents on the dollar. Hmm. And you wonder why our laws are allowing drag queen story hour in public schools, yeah. right, or in public libraries, or, or why sex ed classes are now going down to kindergarten and they're teaching young children about sexual orientation and gender identity. What, what Ron DeSantis did in, in, in Florida with protecting kids from these types of classes, kindergarten through third grade. Just a few years ago, it would be unthinkable to even teach high schoolers this stuff, right? But because there hasn't been anyone in politics making these guys pay a price and and, and enforcing a consequence, it's kind of just run free. And now we have young children, as young as three years old, getting gender transitioned. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and Terry, I was just reading this morning you know, Pizza Hut, they're pushing a drag book as as part of their incentive program because it's Pride Month. I mean, you, like you said, it, it's gone it's gone unchecked for so long that now just our, our major corporations, it just it's becoming a normal thing that everybody that everybody pushes. You know, Major League Baseball, they're they're celebrating Pride Month. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's just it. It blows my mind that that we've allowed it to get so far, and so I really appreciate you being willing to step in and and go, 
you know, step into the ring and, and go to battle with, with these these large corporations who really just don't have the best interests of the family in mind. And, you know, I, as I was prepared for this interview, I was like, Terry Schilling, I think I read about him the other day. And uh, I went back to, um, I, I get the, the Loop, which is a, a Catholic vote news service. And uh, there, there you were, you know, talking about um, an ad where uh, there was a Republican from South Carolina who wanted to sponsor the Fairness for All Act, which would have allowed males who identify as female to compete in women's sports. And uh, and you talked about how you don't draw you know party lines. Um, this is this is particularly a Republican, you know. But but you came out and said <clears throat> this is not okay. If you oppose, I, I love this quote. If you oppose the pro family agenda, the pro family movement will come for you. And that that's amazing that you're willing to stand up in that way. Um, talk about how this move. You said you have uh, fourteen thousand you know small dollar donors. Talk about how this movement has really grown to to the level it is now, and and how you seek to continue to grow to compete with these big pharma, big oil, but, but more importantly, big abortion, the, the LGBTQ, you know, you name it. Well, it, the big thing to take away here is that this organization has grown from being below $2 million a year to this year alone, we've already raised around $7.5 million, right? And that is coming from over 10,000 small-dollar donors who are funding these efforts to hold politicians in both parties accountable, right? And, and that money gets spent on campaign ads. And, and people think, oh, it's campaign ads. It doesn't have a big effect. Our ads get seen millions of times by millions of people, right? There's been this misconception that uh, politics is downstream of culture. That's half true, partly true, right? We, you can't deny that academia or the news media you can't say that they don't have an effect on, on the culture. But in reality, when you change the law, you change the culture. And when you win campaigns, when you run campaign ads, you're actually making arguments to the American people directly. And they're seeing these campaign ads, and they're actually seeing, oh, my gosh, there are other people that are in this fight. I'm not alone. I, you know, when it comes to the gender stuff, we've done so much polling on this, and it's Two to one, three to one with us, with the pro-family movement that opposes sex changes for minors, that opposes transgender ideology in schools. And so it's like, why is this happening? And it's because the news media and academia and all these fake experts out there, they use all their power and influence to isolate us, to make us feel like we're the weirdos or that we're the crazy ones for thinking that men can't have babies, right? And, and it's, <laughs> it's just the exact opposite. Uh, they're the weirdos. They're the ones that are outside of the mainstream. And that's what we're doing with our money is we're, we're giving a voice and we're representing people publicly so that they know that they're not alone and that they're courageous enough to stand up and fight back. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you're just tuning in, we're visiting with Terry Schilling. He's the president of the American Principles Project. We're talking about the important work that he's doing as he fights for the family. We're going to continue this conversation as we continue on the other side of this break. So don't go anywhere. We have a lot more great things to come here on Real Presence Live. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, 
and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, the Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with today's Plan Giving Minute. Philanthropy is an expression of your generosity with the understanding that your gift to the church will make a difference. There are many ways in which you can make a gift to further God's work. Most of us are familiar with cash gifts we give regularly to Real Presence Radio. However, another way of contributing is through plan giving, which may allow you to give more than you've ever dreamed possible. The goal of plan giving is to help you plan your estate and charitable giving in a way that benefits you, your family, and our mission. There are several ways you can make these plan gifts and enjoy tax and income benefits. For more information, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. SJ Machine, proudly named after and dedicated to St. Joseph, provides machining and induction heat treating to a variety of industries. Just as St. Joseph worked diligently to meet his family's needs, SJ Machine strives to understand and meet our customers' production needs. Prototype to production, working together towards success. SJ Machine can be reached at 701-347-0155 and are a proud supporter of the Real Presence Radio Network. The Mustard Seed Catholic Store is South Dakota's place to purchase Catholic books, gifts, and decor. With locations in Rapid City and Sioux Falls, we are here to provide you with gifts for the Catholic occasions in your life. From baptism to First Communion, confirmation to weddings, and ordinations, we pride ourselves in having local artists share their creative talents, making rosaries, crucifixes, artwork, coffee, and books. We are located in Rapid City on Main Street in the new Diocesan Building or in Sioux Falls on Grange Avenue across from Costco. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. You're listening to uh, Real Presence Live in the, from the Fargo, North Dakota studios. And we are talking with Terry Schilling, the president of the American Principles Project. And uh, we talked a lot about, um, in the first segment, about the the call to action from a from the family standpoint, we see so many uh, so many lobbyists and political action committees really tearing at our our political world, which in turn really, in a sense, dictates a large portion of our culture. So, uh, Terry, thank you for joining us again. And can you talk? A little bit about and this. This has to be personal for you, right? I mean, you've got a family, uh, a family of five, I believe. Um, tell us a little bit about that motivation. Well, I, real quick, I do have to update my uh, my bio because we just had our sixth baby, a little girl. So the, the, mm. it's tied up, three girls, three boys now. Um, but that was just a few weeks ago. Congratulations! Um, so this is, <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, no, this is a totally personal fight. Right. This is, my main motivation is I want my kids to have a good country that they're working in. Right. I think we've adopted this. Everything that the mainstream media and, and our elites in our culture have done over the last years has been really to isolate us and make us feel like we can't fight back. That that they're inevitable. That what they're going to be able to do is, is unstoppable, and we might as well just quit trying now. Or that it's immoral for us to organize in politics to change the law to protect our kids. 
Um, but in reality, if we don't change this, if we keep allowing woke uh, activists to teach our kids that America is evil, that the church is evil, that your, their parents are bigots, to judge each other by the color of their skin, no one's going to be happy. No one's going to work. No one's going to be productive. No one's going to get to heaven, right? And so this is a personal thing for me because we don't exist independent of uh, independent of society. We exist and live with other people. And we can try and create our own communities. We need to build our own communities. But at the end of the day, we have to live in this community and be able to spread the word, right? And, and, and spread God's word to everyone. And so it's totally personal for me. I want my kids to be able to live in a free country, and I want them to have good friends. I want them to have good employers. I, I you know, I want them to have good, good coworkers. Um, and so it's really just about saving the country for my kids and my grandkids, ultimately. Right. Okay, so here's the other thing. We're, we're awaiting the big Roe v. Wade decision coming out sometime in June. It's probably going to be one of the last decisions that's revealed. That's typically how the Supreme Court rolls. Uh, but think about this. Think about how many millions of babies have been aborted, have been murdered, right? And we look around us. How many hiring signs do we see? How many businesses are closing or, or at very least altering their hours because they can't find people to work. I, I think that's no, that, not. That's I, I think that's not a coincidence that this is happening, and we're starting to see the effects of murdering children over the past what would it 50 be six, years. fifty years? Mm-hmm. Fifty years, you know. And, and so, like, if if we're if we're not having children, if we're not investing in the family, like you're talking about, Terry. Just that effect alone is going to have major consequences. That's exactly right. And and the American elites were so worried about overpopulation that they didn't take into factor the risks of depopulation, which are much worse, right? Like, obviously, it's easier to build a house with more people than fewer. Uh, and And we should have been much more focused on growing families and growing the population. You know, we have a national debt right now of, I think, thirty over $30 trillion. Well, do you want $30 trillion in national debt with 200 million people or 500 million people? I know the answer because then you all owe less money. You have more hands to help. The, the beautiful thing, though, about God and his creation is that human beings are the key to economic growth because human beings have what's called creativity, and the ability to create new things and to expand and to innovate. And when you decrease your population, you are decreasing your hopes for creativity, your hopes for innovation. Um, and in all of our things, it's, it's the beauty of humanity, is God kind of made us in His image, <laughs> right? Uh, and by kind of, He totally did. Um, and it's because we can create, we can create new human beings, we can create new items, new, new technologies, and by by, by lowering the population, even people like Elon Musk, who's an atheist, understand that human beings are the key to creativity and, 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 and economic growth. And so, it, and, and also, just from a spiritual and, and, and a cultural side, we've eliminated the nuns. We've eliminated priests, right? Like, these yeah. kids that were raised in, in crisis pregnancies or are given to, you know, the church to be raised, they went on to teach our kids in a very affordable way. They, they served humanity rather than themselves. And, you know, it, it's just, it's really tragic how, how bad abortion has really cost our country and the world. Why do you think we've sat on our haunches for so long in that 
you know, it, it takes to get to a, a point where we look around and all we see is craziness. Why do you think we've, we've, we've fallen short and are now just waking up, Terry? Well, I think a few things, right? I think the threats weren't that great uh, just, you know, even a decade ago, right? They weren't transgendering children. They weren't uh, teaching crazy sex ed all throughout the country. But now that's come home and parents are actually seeing it firsthand and experiencing it. But ultimately, I think that this is squarely um, to blame uh, the, the, the church, and her people are squarely to blame, because we adopted this lie about Jesus. We adopted this lie that Jesus was some hippie, liberal, do not judge, you know, and we lost track that he was actually very measured. He wanted you to judge. He didn't want you to condemn, right? We have to make judgments. We have to protect our children. We, we have to be defensive. We have to understand that he came for truth and love. And love sometimes means saying things that are uncomfortable. And so I think that ultimately we adopted this really bad image of Christ as someone that didn't want to say things that made other people feel uncomfortable. But then also, I think that it was a withdrawal from the culture. I think we thought that we could always protect our own kids. Well, that's, that's affecting some other family. We, we adopted this isolationist mentality that it's, oh, well, I'm, I'm against abortion, but uh, you know what? I, I would never get one. I just don't want to put people in jail over it. Well, if it's actually killing a baby, maybe doctors should go to jail for, for killing babies. I don't know. Uh, maybe it should be illegal. Maybe they should just have their license revoked. But we, we adopted these toxic uh, mindsets about who Jesus was, what he meant, why he came. Um, and, and we also adopted this isolationist mentality that what other people do in the privacy of their own home doesn't affect you. Obviously it does, mm. right? If, if drugs are legal, if, if people are smoking marijuana on a widespread scale— that is going to affect you in your community. Go to the, any of these towns in Ohio, right, where they have opioid problems. Like, other people doing bad things has a big effect on your local community and on your own family. It, it, we don't—no man's an island. And I think we adopted this really toxic isolation mentality. Absolutely. You know, it's, that's, that's a pretty grim picture, and it, but it's true. I think we need to realize that, and we need to splash the cold water on our face, per se. But, you know— there are there are some really positive things that APP has been able to to recognize and to do. Um, one was just announced on your the website there about the Republican Study Commission. Um, they're they're opening up uh, more study up family focused. No, that's exactly right. So here's the beautiful thing: is that we're in a we're in a lull, we're in a haze, we're 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 just in a rough spot. We can turn this around very quickly, right? It's going to take some hard work, but if we just focus on having families again, families are a, a very natural institution, and they're also naturally attractive, right? Like I tell people, you know, you can be the ugliest person in the world, but there's something beautiful about a father holding his daughter. Mm. There's something beautiful about a father playing catch with his son, and that's attractive to people. So if Catholics really just stopped the widespread practice of contraception and had another baby or started their families earlier, other people will see that, and they'll desire that. And what we're seeing right now in public policy is a lot of our politicians are getting the hint that they have to prioritize families, that it's a good thing to to prioritize families in the tax code and in protecting childhood innocence, right? They're seeing all this stuff, and they're responding to the political movement that we're building. And so I, I tell people, yes, it's very, very dark right now, but we are not up against 
smart people, are good people. We can defeat them. I love that. Right? They, they, they're pushing sex changes on minors, and they think that they're going to win. We, can, we just have to stand up and fight back. They will collapse very quickly. This movement that we're up against, and, and you, it's really the movement of death, right? It's, it's, it's yeah. a combination of, of, of narcissists who want to force everyone to live according to their values with this transgender stuff, and they want to kill babies. We can defeat them. That's not an attractive lifestyle. It's not an attractive policy agenda. And so if we can just keep our side happy and fired up and courageous, we will defeat them very easily. We just have to have more families. So I tell people, if there's a few things you can do to start turning this thing around. Start a family, right? Prioritize your family over your career. The whole reason you get a career is so that you can support your family, right? Yeah. So do that. Get involved in politics. If you don't have any good candidates to support, then run yourself. Get into the arena. It's not that hard. My dad did it. He didn't have a college degree. He was a union guy and a pizza guy, right? He ran for Congress and won by 10 points. If we could figure out how to do it, you can too. So start a family, get involved in politics, and talk to your family and friends about these issues. They're important, and, and they're fun to talk about, really. Right, like they're in, you're gonna have some interesting conversations about transgenderism with your family and friends. <laughs> That's for sure. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, Terry, uh, as we come, we got about a minute left here. Um, actually, thirty seconds. If people want to get involved and help support your particular movement in supporting families, American Principles Project, how can they do that? Well, the the, the threshold I always encourage people to do because this is a big step just to get involved in politics is to join our big family program. It's 25 bucks a year. It's at savethefamily.app. You sign up and get engaged. You help us fund our campaign ads, and we will work with you on all these political issues. But you're, you're going to fund the campaign ads. You're going to see them in your hands. You're, they're really powerful ads. Like, we don't pull any punches. Uh, we hit them hard, and we hit Republicans and Democrats when they're hurting the family. It's a lot of fun, too. I love it. Terry, thanks so much for being on with us. Uh, we will certainly give out this website again, savethefamily.app. If you want to get involved, look into it more. We sure appreciate your time, Terry. Thanks so much, guys. God bless. All right. Stay with us. We have another great hour of Real Presence Live to come right after this top of the hour break. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> 